On this episode of Pathways to Wellbeing, we're discussing the ways in which IFM's clinical toolkit can be used in various clinical settings and how it guides patients towards better health outcomes. The toolkit has saved both myself and my medical students lots of time to be able to educate our patients and, and really you know, solidify that therapeutic alliance. Joining me today are Dr. Brandilyn Binstock and Brianna Aspie, who will walk us through how they use the toolkit resources in practice and the impact it has on their patient care and clinical outcomes. So welcome to the show, both of you. I'm so delighted to have you here. Uh, I can't wait to hear how you're using the toolkit in practice. Yes, thank you. Thanks so much for having us. I thought it would be really fun to set the scene for today's episode with a little functional medicine origin story. I love to hear how everyone becomes involved in functional medicine, their journey through certification. So, Brandilyn, maybe we'll start with you. Tell us a little bit mm -hmm. about how you got involved in functional medicine. What brought you to seek your functional medicine training? Gosh, yeah. Well, so I have a degree in naturopathic medicine, and I think. I think I share sort of the perspective that naturopathic medicine sort of falls under the house of functional medicine. And so we learn a lot of the same philosophy. We work from a lot of the same perspective. And so I think just starting my, my training within naturopathic medicine is, is sort of the origin of functional medicine. Now, I started sort of taking classes throughout uh, medical school through various um, uh, institutes, um, and got into the Institute for Functional Medicine classes in my first year of residency, actually, where I think I had just talked to a colleague that was going through the training and sort of emphasized actually the, the toolkit and the resources available through the IFM. And I thought that that was pretty great. You know, starting as a new clinician, you haven't built a lot of your own re resources yet for yourself. And so um, I started taking the classes through my residency and, you know, finished the classes, I think a year ago about, um, and then did the certification and just got certified this past June, which is super, super exciting. And so, yeah, it's kind of, I, I feel like it's spanned the entirety of my medical training functional medicine has, but in particular during my residency is where I became more involved in the Institute for Functional Medicine. Awesome. Well, I think you highlighted something really important that I always talk about. I love when we can get students or residents involved in functional medicine training yes. because we hear from clinicians all the time. I had to unlearn all these things I thought I knew. So having that foundation in functional medicine early on, I think can be really practice changing and congrats on your recent certification. So exciting. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And how about you, Brianna? How did you get involved in functional medicine? Yeah, wonderful. So yeah, um, you know, I started my career, of course, in conventional medicine. I'm a physician assistant and had earned, um, you know, my degree and started practicing in 2008. And for the first few years of my career, I uh, worked in the field of pain management, which I really enjoyed. And that was really my first exposure to um, just sort of looking to use, you know, any tool in the toolbox to help um, individuals with chronic pain. So I started learning about, you know, complementary methods and lifestyle approaches and um, really sparked my interest. 
around that time kind of began my own personal um, health journey as well, in which I was kind of learning about functional medicine on my own at home and just um, was very eye-opening, of course, as it is to most of us. Um, About uh, 2013, I was just very, very fortunate to be able to join a um, already established integrative medicine group here in my hometown, um, Fort Wayne, Indiana. And it, um, you know, allowed me to join a group that was already practicing functional medicine and just, you know, receive training with my providers. And really with our practice, because we're larger, we're part of a community um, health system, we have multiple providers within our practice. We really needed kind of a good foundation because we all came from different backgrounds. And IFM was really just the clear answer for us, for really all of us to go through the training. And it allowed us to kind of, you know, get um, together really as a cohesive team and learning these, you know, science-based, systems-based approaches to care and offer, um, you know, functional medicine in a large-scale practice. So that's how we became involved with IFM. And again, most of us receiving our um, certification, I in particular got mine in 2018 um, and have remained, of course, involved um, and after certification in regards to um, you know, maintaining that and really using it on a regular basis. That's a story that we hear that functional medicine training can be so helpful in an integrated health setting because it allows different practitioner types to yeah. speak the same language, have that commonality. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. And I think that's the perfect place to add some context as we're, as we begin to talk about the toolkit, I'd love to know what your practice setup looks like. So yeah. Brianna, you gave yeah. us a little bit of insight, but tell us what your, your clinical setting looks like so we can visualize uh, what the toolkit is being used, how that's being um, used. Sure. Absolutely. So right now we have, um, five providers. We're growing to seven by the end of the year. And again, we're all coming from different backgrounds, but IFM really pulls us together, support staff. We have nutrition staff on board, And we're really set up in an outpatient setting. Um, And again, within a a health system that we share um, throughout Northeastern Indiana. And um, for us, the way that the toolkit and IFM is kind of integrated into our system is uh, we are able, of course, with maintaining certification to access that. And we do um, utilize that each and every day. We're seeing clients on an outpatient basis all day long. And we really have embedded within our own templates, the ability to list handouts. And uh, so we're spending our time, of course, as much as possible, educating and educating. And we do that on an individual basis, as well as a group setting. Um, And generally with our group visits, as well as individual, almost every visit, somebody is leaving with a handout from that toolkit. Fabulous. The patient education piece is continuing beyond the patient visit. And Brandilyn, I know you have a different clinical setting. Tell us Mm -hmm. about your clinic and and how you're utilizing the toolkit items. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I primarily uh, practice at the university clinic alongside medical students, which is so wonderful because they're always so excited and I learn lots from them too. Um, So For the most part, I'm seeing uh, patients with my medical students and have the opportunity to not only go through 
the handouts and, and sort of do education for the patient, but also for the students. Um, and then the other sort of a smaller part of my time I spend in my own private practice within the same uh, university-based clinic, but then also I do one day a week at a community health clinic um, in the Washington area. We have quite a few of them, but um, HealthPoint is the one that I round out around at this year. And so actually the, the tools come in quite um, helpful in that setting where there are perhaps more financial barriers to um, what people traditionally think is sort of like functional medicine, which is like nutraceuticals um, or sort of like expensive products. And so the toolkits, you know, they're super helpful in educating my patients, my students, but then also just providing more of a barrier free way of, you know, taking medicine home for my patients. Excellent. I love that you're using the toolkit with students. I think that's an important mm -hmm. piece that in this case, it's educating the patient, but also that the students are getting some exposure to the IFM toolkit. Because, yeah. you know, as healthcare providers, we all face this challenge where we have a limited amount of time in our office visits. The visits go by so fast. And the information that we're talking about, it doesn't always sink in in that moment. There's lots of moving parts. There's so many things we're trying to provide this education since that's part of our philosophy. And I really think that's where IFM's toolkit shines, right? There are so many resources that we can send home that talk about lifestyle and behavior change and the nutritional resources, which are some of my favorites. Mm -hmm. So Brianna, I'll send this one over to you. How has the toolkit helped to streamline your office visit. So from the practitioner perspective, how has it improved efficacy during your clinical consultations? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this, it's definitely um, a very big time saver in that regard through both our, you know, clinical visits, as well as with our nutrition staff, as um, we all know, sometimes when you are cramming so much into these visits, it can be overwhelming for both the client as well as the provider to try to get, you know, that information across. So it's, it's been able to, um, you know, sort of teach us what do we have in our toolbox? What do I need to get across today? What do I know is going to be covered by these materials? So it, it sort of allows you to focus in on what's most important and reassure that client during that time listen, I'm going to be sending you home with some really, really good material. This is going to, you know, further explain what we've discussed today. It's going to be sort of like a little bit of homework for you. You're going to be reading through, perhaps picking, you know, a few things that you want to work on between now and our next visit. And um, you can also be very confident that this is um, paperwork, if you will, that, you know, people can read and understand. And that's very, very important. Um, just like Dr. Benstock, I work with, you know, um, a wide variety of clients. I feel very um, grateful to be able to offer functional medicine um, in an insurance-based practice where we can also reach underserved in our community. And it's very important that I'm able to give things that everybody can understand and start implementing at home. And the material is just very clear in that regards. Um, so it saves time. And I think on our nutrition staff side, um, it's very, very valuable. 
Um, it's allowed us to really narrow down our therapeutic um, approaches with food and nutrition and be able to give her, you know, clear guidance. I'd like you to consult regarding, you know, the detox protocol or perhaps an elimination protocol or cardiometabolic. So these are all the food plans that you're learning about through certification, and then you can literally prescribe it. So it just takes a lot of the guesswork over what do you, what would you like me to do with this client? There's prescriptions available within the toolkit, as well as really comprehensive guides. So she knows what to do. And she can also send the exact same, you know, instructions home with um, the individual. So there's no confusion. Well, I really relate to that part of your story. And I think an important component of this, as you mentioned, is getting the patients involved. That's Mm -hmm. always our goal, right, is to get them involved in their treatment plan. So having some of this information that we can send home, have them do their do their homework, as you said, and and mm-hmm. really pinpoint the question the questions that they have for you for your next visit, I think is a really a huge benefit of the toolkit. Brandilyn, I remember being an ND student and watching my supervisor running all over the place during <laughs> clinical shifts. Tell us how the toolkit helps to streamline that process for you when you may maybe have multiple patient visits going on simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually has a huge impact in the teaching clinic for me, because as you know, sort of there's the portion where the student is kind of doing the history intake, I step in to make sure that everything's sort of going as it should be and ask additional questions. And then we all step out together to put our brains together and think about what's going on for our patient, what do we need to prioritize, and coming up with a treatment approach. And oftentimes, especially when you're working alongside new, really new clinicians, it can take them a while to sort of, you know, gather their resources and type up a plan for our patients. And so that's where the toolkit handouts come in very, very handy, um, especially in regard to like the, the nutrition handouts, the elimination diet or the various diets, because then my students don't have to sort of recreate those documents and um, type them up for our patients, but it, their treatment can, plan can simply say, refer to the elimination plan. And then that leaves a lot more time for our students and myself to be able to go through and do the education portion of the visit, which from my perspective is the most important part of the visit. It's the, visit, or it's the part of the visit where you develop more trust, therapeutic relationship, you can you know get buy-in from your patient, you can check in with your patient to make sure that we're sort of like on the same page and make sure that this treatment is, is um, something that would practically work for them. And so I like to spend a lot of time, you know, the majority of the visit, I like to be that end portion. And so the, the less time we spend sort of like stepping out and writing up the treatment plan, the more time we have for that. And so in, in that way, the toolkit has saved both myself, my medical students, lots of time to be able to educate our patients and, and really, you know, solidify that therapeutic alliance. I think that's really helpful background, Brandilyn. And I want to recap the logistics of how you're using the toolkit, because mm-hmm. oftentimes we have new practitioners who go through our foundational course, applying functional medicine in clinical practice, and they have access to the toolkit for the first time. And the question is always, these are amazing handouts, but how do I deliver these? How do I incorporate these into my patient visit? So can you tell us 
when you're in the visit, how you actually deliver those. Are you printing them out and giving them to the patient? Do you have them in a binder? Are you printing them on demand? Do you do it every visit? Let's let's talk about the real the real logistics mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I do have to say I have a little bit of help. So we at the university are licensed for um, a sort of a list of the handouts. And so the students have access to those handouts as well. Um, and so I have some help with printing, but we do print them on demand. So as we deem you know, various handouts necessary. I'll have my students either print them or I'll email them certain handouts that I'm thinking about um, uh, to be printed out. So that's, it's, it's sort of on demand um, type of thing. Great, and Brianna, it sounds like maybe you're attaching them with your EMR, which is what I do as well. Will you let us know how you're delivering the toolkit items to patients? Yes, absolutely. So yeah, we have the option to do paper and printing. Um, We also do have the option to deliver them electronically, which has been something uh, that's been very valuable, you know, just saving paper and and making this a little bit easier for staff. So ultimately our process in terms of an office visit usually is to kind of uh, let our staff know which ones we would like to provide. And then sometimes upon checkout, that's where the question will come up. Would you like these delivered? You know, uh, we have a system that uses my chart and we're able to attach them um, as uh, I believe PDF and send them electronically, or they'll ask, would you like this to be printed? Because some people are, you know, paper oriented. Everybody has a binder um, that they use through our, their entire journey with us that they might put a lot of handouts in. Um, as they, you know, go from visit to visit and they're learning and they're just stuffing this thing full over the years of all this valuable information. Um, but then some people do appreciate the electronic. Um, the other way that we're going to utilize it where it's less guesswork is just, again, with um, things such as group visits. Uh, ours will go uh, by specific topics. So we have some on detoxification. We have some on uh diabetes, on um, autoimmunity, on thyroid disease. And so what you'll find in the toolkit is just, you know, uh, an abundance of resources that um, as you search through, you can kind of gather on each of these topics. And that has made it very easy for us because we have a set, uh, set handouts that we want these clients to go home with after they've spent, you know, an hour or so with us educating on those specific topics. And that's really helpful because when they can sit in that group, they can listen, they can engage, ask questions without having to worry so much about taking notes or taking pictures of our PowerPoint slides. Uh, They are, you know, reassured at the beginning of that group visit, hey, you're going to go home with some fabulous tools that really cover the biggest highlights of what we're going to talk about today. Relax, like participate, don't worry about taking so many notes. And so those are just pre-printed. Um, they might typically in a folder and we just have everybody take those home after they've attended the corresponding group. Um, so we use them like in, in that regard all the time. <laughs> I think that's helpful that you've brought in the group, the shared medical oh, visit yes, aspect right. of this because really utilizing the toolkit items then gives our providers more time to develop the education piece, to do the check-ins. And I think that's kind of the future of functional medicine is doing group visits. So I'm glad you brought that into this conversation. And I can wait no longer. The question we've all been waiting for, I have to know, 
Brianna, maybe I'll start with you. Okay. What are your most favorite toolkit items? What are the items that you're <laughs> attaching to the most treatment plans? It, I know you work in a in, in an integrative clinic. So yeah. what are what are the items that you're attaching most yeah. often? Okay, absolutely. So yes, there's so many. It is very difficult to narrow them down. Um, but because I'm on more of the clinical side and not doing the really, really deep nutrition visits, I'd have to say, um, while those are got to be number one as a practice whole for me personally, um, with what I do from visit to visit, it has to be some of the lifestyle factors. And so, um, most of the time at my visits, I'm usually going to be sending people home on, um, handouts such as, um, suggestions for better sleep. Um, you know, how to do mindfulness. Um, we may use, uh, the handout I love is eating for your microbiome. Um, so lifestyle pillars, uh, is, is really where I use it absolutely, um, every single day. So those are kind of some of my top favorite ones. Um, the other things that we're going to use a lot of is more in the, um, prescriptive role. And so within the toolbox, you'll also find some that, you know, is basically giving your clients a lifestyle prescription. And those are really helpful because we kind of speak about, well, you know, telling someone to do something or encouraging them, it actually might mean a little bit more when you're putting it on an actual prescription. And so we're getting into a goal that is, you know, uh, something that they feel they can handle. It's something that's very, very specific. And the act of writing that down and sending them home with it um, is really helpful as well. So those are probably my favorite ones. Well, I have to agree. I love the lifestyle handouts and I think you've selected yeah. some really good ones, brought in smart goals, which is one of my yes. favorite things to talk about in terms of mm -hmm. behavior change. So definitely some yeah. great choices. How about you, Brandilyn? Any favorites in the toolkit? Gosh, we are all on the same page in regard to the handouts on, you know, the determine, determinants of health. And so I do love the sleep handout, the um, a lot of the mindfulness handouts, also the mindful breathing, um, the prescriptive handouts too, in regard to lifestyle. I'm on the same page with Brianna, uh, which is that if you can really sit down and practically determine like how this is going to look for your patient on their day-to-day -day sort of schedule. I think that's large, like wildly impactful for them to be able to implement some of these things. And so sometimes we go, you know, hour blocks by hour blocks determining like, okay, so if you're going to bed at this time, you know, are you going to do your breathing practice before that? Or, you know, where are we fitting in movement? And so uh, I am on the same page. Those handouts are sort of at the top of my list. And then, uh, you know, with my sort of time in the teaching clinic, there is a little bit more time for the students to go through the food plans with our patients. And so we are utilizing a lot of the, you know, elimination diet, cardiometabolic diet, core diet. And so we have a lot of those handouts too that we're um, uh, using and, and teaching through in the clinic. And so, but yeah, largely the very similar sort of pick. Well, I feel like I have to take the opportunity to say some of my favorites too, because you've got me feeling so excited. Uh, in my largely fertility practice, I'm using the Mito food plan quite often. Another one that I have, I, I give so many people a copy of is the factors that affect thyroid function. 
It's a beautiful document oh, yeah. listing all of the um, nutrients and lifestyle habits and nutraceuticals that can really support our thyroid health. And then I also love the food sources of documents. Mm-hmm, so I'm mm-hmm. very commonly printing out food sources of iron, vitamin C, all of the, uh, you know, cruciferous vegetables is one that I use a lot. So really the variety of tools to choose from, I think is so helpful to me as a clinician. I have to also loop into this conversation tools that I think are foundationally important to a functional medicine practice, which is the timeline and the matrix. Mm -hmm. I cannot live without those tools. I think it's really what sets this set of, of resources apart. Brianna, I, you've been certified since 2018. So you've had some time to digest these tools. Are you using the, the physical timeline and matrix in your practice at this point? Sure. So I, sometimes, you know, it, it, because I am within an electronic medical record system, it isn't uh, necessarily formatted with a electronic timeline. So you know, the honest answer is the physical part of it. Sometimes that occurs. Sometimes it does not. What we definitely do is, is we do a traditional timeline um, when a client comes in, but how that is documented may not actually be on that physical timeline that's in the toolbox. Um, but the, everything about it is the same in terms of how we document. It's just not the um, exact same piece that is offered through IFM. However, I will say that within an intake, there are times, particularly when it is um, very complex or we feel that we might be missing pieces, that it is actually a piece that we will use um, as a working document for some clients in which we'll start filling it out, we'll save it within the chart, we can reprint it and continue to add um, and, you know, kind of stash that in the media tab. Um, the other way that we might do the physical um, timeline is we may send it home with people and say, you know, this is what we've completed today. And I realize there's more information that's pertinent here. You can see how we're using this timeline, take it home, start thinking about some things in your past and add what you can and bring it back in. And so when that happens, we'll certainly scan it and get it into the chart. So that's how we would use the timeline. Fantastic. Some of the most amazing tools that exist, in my opinion. Brandilyn, how about you? Are you using the timeline and the matrix with students? Are you able to utilize that in the teaching clinic? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So in in particular, I'm sort of in the process of launching a functional medicine specialty shift within the teaching clinic. And it's on that shift where I'm really trying more so to implement the timeline and the matrix with our students. And so with some of our follow-up patients that are already sort of set on a plan, we don't necessarily utilize the timeline in the matrix, but with our new patients or with our very complex patients where we seem to be sort of going round in circles and not really seeing so much progress, we'll take it back and and sort of rechart on the timeline so that we can kind of get this information out from, you know, just floating around in our head and see it on paper and determine if there was something that, you know, we weren't putting enough weight on or we're emphasizing too much just from our own bias. Um, And so that's sort of how we're using it in the teaching clinic now. 
And as the shift sort of grows in in, in popularity or, or people become more aware of it, I'm hoping to just start everybody with a timeline and a matrix. And um, we're really fortunate with the EHR that we have because it has access to the larger hospitals in the area. And so as our students are prepping for patients, they really do are able to, you know, sort of dig into the history and chart it out before even seeing the patient and then go through the timeline with the patient and just confirm that they have, you know, the timeline correct, the the symptom onset correct, this sort of thing. Um, so it's, it's quite helpful in that way. Yeah, I love that you're both using these tools. And I will say something that was kind of a game changer for me was in a fairly recent development, most of the toolkit items have become billable PDFs. So having the ability now to fill those out, re-upload them to the chart, and then like you said, Brianna, maybe later I want to re-download them, add to it. Super helpful. I think we've highlighted so many so many ways that the toolkit can be helpful for patients. And now we've kind of shifted into how the time, uh, how the toolkit is actually helpful for practitioners. And this is a fun area to explore because I've certainly found, especially in terms of my history collection with the timeline and the matrix and the medical symptoms questionnaire and the toxic exposures questionnaire and the HPA axis questionnaire. There's all these tools that actually help me with my clinical decision-making as well. Brianna, are there any toolkit items that you find are helpful for you as you're putting together the patient's story? Yes, absolutely. Um, in addition to a couple you've mentioned, I, I do use uh, the detox as well as um, uh, the Candida questionnaire quite frequently. And some of those um, have been really, really instrumental uh, because I know you know, as much as we can, we're trying to use diagnostics to, you know, figure out um, a client's root causes of their system's dysfunction. Uh, but, you know, depending on what the resources are, there are times where you may not necessarily be able to um, dive into some of these really deep, you know, uh, functional medicine diagnostics. And these questionnaires have been very instrumental in that regard, because, you're able to have them completed, really see kind of a scoring system for a likelihood of concern in these areas. So it functions in its own right as a diagnostic to really give you uh, more information and help you understand if you're kind of heading down the right path. Um, you mentioned as well the MSQ, and I, I would also say that's been definitely paramount to our practice. We use the MSQ as our review of systems. And we were fortunately able to have that embedded within our EMR system. And we can have our clients do that electronically, but it, you know, in our journey of trying to figure out how to document in a system that, you know, didn't actually align our EMR system that didn't align really with the way that we do um, intakes for functional medicine, it was so difficult. And then, you know, one day the light bulb goes on and it's like, we have to use this MSQ and we're going to figure out how to get it in here. So now it's finally part of our template and uh, very helpful, of course, on the clinician side for assessment and figuring out as well, uh, you know, which systems we need to kind of be focusing on uh, first and foremost, but also as we've all found, it's that scoring system 
that allows you to track progress as well. So we get that, you know, objective number, looking at that months, year, you know, et cetera, beyond their first visit. And you can really help them see as well as yourself, what progress are we making here? What, where are the numbers at? So that's been really, really valuable to us. That's a great point. I was hoping someone would bring that up, the tracking component of something like the MSQ, because when we're in the midst of the treatment plan, it can be hard to remember what we felt like when we started. So I think that's a really important consideration. Brandilyn, how about you? Are you utilizing any toolkit documents that really help help you as the provider? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, the, the one that I would add to everything that Brianna had brought up is the sort of nutrition-based physical exam document, going through that with my students and also showing my patients, you know, how these changes might represent different nutrient deficiencies has been quite helpful. And so I think that that is probably in addition to everything that um, Brianna is using in regard to the questionnaires, um, the physical med- or the physical exam documents are very helpful. Yeah, that nutrition-oriented physical exam mm-hmm. is, I, I love those as a provider, but as you're saying, also to show those to our patients and, mm-hmm. and they start to notice things themselves as they learn. It's this continuous nutrition-oriented physical exam that they're doing, observing on their own bodies all the time. So I love that you brought that up. As we're sharing some of our favorite documents, uh, I wanted to lead us into this conversation about toolkit documents that actually support the health and wellness of the provider. We have many documents about cultivating balance and walking our talk. And I think that's something I just don't want to forget about that part of the healing starts with with us doing our own work as well. Are there any toolkit documents that you have used personally to support your own wellness? Brandilyn, maybe I'll start, I'll start with you on this one. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I love using the the recipes and the dietary handouts as well when I'm feeling like, gosh, I myself don't know what I'm going to make tonight or for this week. I think utilizing those nutrition handouts has definitely been part of my life for the last three or four years. Um, I use them regularly. And then to the breathing handouts, a lot of the handouts that I um, that I provide to my patients, I, I emphasize because I've also had such um, just positive experience with them in my own personal life. And so certainly the sleep, the breathing, the exercise handouts, I've done those for myself where you're sort of, you know, having an exercise prescription and sticking to that for a bit and seeing if you can see changes in your mood or, or your energy or your physical being. And so those, those all are, are things that I've sort of, you know, experimented with on myself um, and found quite valuable. Well, I have certainly done my fair share of experimentation with the food plans. So I really mm-hmm. relate to that part of your story. How about you, Brianna? Do you have some favorite toolkit documents that you use? Yeah. Yeah. So I I would echo everything you have both mentioned at this point in terms of the nutrition and lifestyle. I think, um, you know, what could I add to that? I would say some of my other favorites that I've really used myself and implemented at home is uh, kind of along the scope of sort of detoxifying your lifestyle. There are some very very valuable 
um, handouts kind of speaking to, you know, um, bath and body products and, uh, you know, cookware and even dental products and um, talking about just general measures to reduce um, lifestyle toxin exposures. And that's been a big part of, you know, my own personal journey is kind of transforming my home and my family's exposures. And this is certainly something that I preach to my clients all the time. So those handouts have been a wealth of knowledge. I've learned things along the way. I had no idea. Um, so I've used those a lot personally, and I share those each and every day at the office as well. Some of my favorite toolkit documents, one that you brought to my mind, the cookware document, and then reducing exposures to harmful chemicals is another one you're talking about. And I discovered or rediscovered so many of these because I went looking for myself after, you know, a move or doing my yearly inventory of all my products and making sure that I'm choosing low toxic options. So thank you for highlighting those ones. I would love to hear as we're coming to a close, what your patient response has been from the toolkit items? Do you get good feedback? What do you hear from patients after you use these tools for prescribing? Brianna, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll hand it over to you to say, you know, what, what are you hearing from patients in the clinic? Yeah, um, definitely a lot of gratitude and appreciation. I think that, um, as I mentioned earlier, a a sense of overwhelm might be common in our clinic. And we do our absolute best to help people stay at ease and kind of understand that this is a long-term journey and nobody is perfect. And we do not expect, you know, perfection on Monday morning. We are all human and, you know, we're in this together. Um, So I think that, you know, when we're offering them this, um, again, kind of clear, easy to read information, that they can take home. Um, it seems that they are actually reading these things. They are taking it to heart. They will come back excited about some of the changes that they made. They may mention, oh my goodness, I, I read this handout. I had no idea. And now I'm not, you know, drinking out of plastic water bottles anymore. Um, or they will discuss uh, if it's a pediatric client, I'll, they might come back really excited about you know, eating the rainbow and choosing all these different colors. So you can see from visit to visit that they are actually utilizing these. They've definitely been a um, important part of their ability to make change and really understand why they're making these changes. And that's so important. It just goes way beyond me telling someone to do something when they take it home and they learn how this is actually going to affect their chemistry and their physiology, it is so much easier to become motivated because you, you kind of know, in a sense, this is going to result in better health. And that's a lot of what the toolkit is doing is, is filling in that education and giving them some clear guidance, some clear goals. And it, it definitely helps their success through our practice. Wonderful. Yeah. The recommendations become so much more meaningful when we can anchor it with these resources. And how could I forget about the phytonutrient spectrum checklist, which you mentioned, that's one of my favorite toolkit documents. Brandilyn, how about you? Any feedback that you're getting from patients who receive these toolkit documents? 
Mm-hmm. Gosh, I couldn't have said it better uh, than Brianna did, which is that gratitude is at the forefront and also excitement as well. I mean, our patients really are driven to figure out why they're feeling the way that they're feeling. And these documents help to provide that that understanding, as Brianna said, which is so, so key for, for compliance. And, um, and so there really is just excitement and gratitude. And um, you sort of see like light bulbs click when they can connect certain things in their in their immediate environment or in their in their current schedule that are contributing to maybe symptoms that are they're experiencing, or they can connect behaviors that contribute to them feeling much better. And so, um, yeah, there is very similar, very similar outcomes as far as gratitude, excitement, understanding, um, you know, drive to to continue to make more maybe slight habit changes or or understand more about themselves and about the medicine. And so it really is a positive experience overall. Great. Well, Brianna and Brandolyn, I so appreciate your time. I feel so inspired hearing how you're using these documents really to improve patient outcomes, to streamline your experience as a provider, and really to increase practice efficiency. That's exactly what the toolkit was designed to do. And I love hearing how you're using it. Thank you so much for sharing all of your insights with us today. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. To join the conversation on this topic, visit IFM's pages on Facebook and Instagram. For more information about functional medicine, visit ifm.org.